This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Good Friday morning. It is getaway day for the long holiday weekend. One of the busiest in years, including right here on our plaza. We'll tell you why. It's June 30th. This is today. Ready or not, tens of millions of Americans heading out for the fourth. Record crowds at the airports and on the roads. Severe storms, sweltering heat, and smoke-filled skies, a major travel concern. We've got everything you need to know before heading out the door. Landmark ruling the Supreme Court's watershed decision striking down race-based admissions programs on college campuses. I think this is a huge step back. At least our kids can be judged based on their achievements and merits alone. This morning, the immediate impact on millions of students, what it means for businesses across the country, and the court about to rule on two other major cases today. Verdict. The defendant is not guilty. The school security officer accused of failing to intervene in the Parkland shooting, cleared of criminal charges. Got my life back. We got our life We've back. We've got our life back after four and a half years. Families of the fallen outraged. His inaction contributed to the pain of our entire community. Inside the jury's decision straight ahead. Strike two, actors in Hollywood now prepared to join writers on the picket lines. The deadline to avoid the next major walkout just hours away. What it means for your favorite shows and movies. All that plus need for speed. NASCAR gearing up for a historic race through the streets of Chicago. I mean, we're going to be doing over 120 miles an hour right here. You're going to feel that. We're there live today, Friday, June 30th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Okay, if you're not excited for the holiday weekend, just wait. Good morning. It is so nice to have you with us. It's Friday. We had to come out here yeah. because we have not seen a crowd like this in a really long time. Yeah. So we have a packed plaza, yeah. and guess what? The nation's airports and roads, they're packed mm-hmm. too. It's a big weekend. Roughly 43 million Americans driving to their 4th of July destinations. Good news for them, gas prices are down 70 cents from last year. And at the airports, more than 4 million Americans are flying. We've talked all week about all those horrible delays, but so far, what they're calling a misery map looks to be in pretty decent shape. Okay, maybe they should rename it. All right. As for the weather, several areas expecting more record highs again today. Big story, though, is this air quality. More than 110 million people under alerts because of that wildfire smoke from Canada. Things are so hard in Pittsburgh right now. The Pirates game actually had to be postponed. So we've got it all covered, including Al's all-important holiday weekend forecast. Let's get started with NBC's Tom Costello. He is at Reagan National Airport this morning. Tom, good morning. 
Hey guys, good morning to you. We are expecting 2.8 million people to be flying today. That will rival a record set back in November of 2019. And United Airlines continues to be the story. You know, they've had problems all week. At the moment, they are recovering. Still 5% of their flights canceled today so far. Denver is the hardest hit. Here in Washington, we have been hit hard by that smoke from the fires in Canada. We are in orange air quality today at Reagan, but look at that. The smoke hanging over the city yesterday, red air quality. As a result, that impacted our delays here at all three airports in the D.C. area. It's supposed to get better today, but again, that's impacting operations. The bottom line, if you're flying, if you're driving, you're going to be in a lot of company with a lot of other Americans. Friday before the 4th, and for many travelers, the great escape has become the great delay, with passengers left stranded and exhausted, and airlines scrambling to recover from a tough week. I'm feeling a bit numb just because I'm so tired. The most impacted, United Airlines, which had staffing issues after weather hit four of its biggest hubs. The airline says it saw meaningful improvement Thursday, but still canceled 16% of its flights, more than a third delayed. Lindy Baumberger made it to Rapid City, South Dakota, after a stressful stopover in Denver, traveling with her 10-week-old baby. They were stuck for 24 hours, the baby's car seat with her checked bag. Some people were getting hotels from United, and they were putting them up, and they didn't offer us any of that. Everything was just going wrong, and, you know, nobody, nobody from United cared. Tis the season when volatile summer weather can wreak havoc on travel plans. At the American Airlines Command Center in Dallas, operations managers are constantly moving flights to avoid severe weather and rough air. So when you get into bad turbulence, what are your options? What, what, do you, what can a pilot do? Either rise above it or, or dip under it. Most of the time when you're in it, uh, you have to ride through it. Robert Spenden is the TSA Federal Security Director for the nation's busiest airport, Atlanta. What is your advice to travelers, to families going through the summer? Really be prepared. And so plan ahead, start early. The airport can be a stressful environment. We understand that. And we're just asking for you to just be a patient with us. That includes following the TSA 311 rule for gels and liquids, keeping firearms out of carry-ons, and when you get to the airport, have your ID and boarding pass ready to go. The vast majority of travelers over the next week will be driving, of course. AAA expecting more than 43 million to hit the road. That's a record high. The good news for drivers, gas prices are about $1.30 less per gallon than just a year ago. All right, back here at the airport. If your flight is canceled because of weather, the airline is under no obligation to give you a voucher for a food or a hotel. They do have to rebook you on the next flight. If your flight is canceled because of an airline issue, things change. Every airline will at least give you a food voucher. Most, not all, will also give you a hotel voucher, again, if the problem is the airline's problem. Now, the DOT has kind of put this all out there for you on a dashboard on their website, a travel and passenger rights website. You can find it all, uh, again, Department of Transportation, and they will give you the link to what each individual airline does and doesn't do for their passengers when things go bad. Good luck flying today, though, guys. Back to you. <laughs> well, thank you, Tom. Appreciate that. All right, let's talk weather. A lot of people are checking it out. Mr. Roker, how's
How's it looking for the weekend? Guys, we got a lot of stuff going on for today. First of all, we're going to start off with that smoke, 114 million at risk for Canadian wildfire and ozone, unhealthy in Pittsburgh, Buffalo, uh, really unhealthy for uh, sensitive groups in Detroit, New York, and Raleigh. And for the travel, you're going to have problems, some delays in New York, Chicago, Omaha, Denver, real big problems, St. Louis and Nashville. If you're driving I-80 from Cheyenne to New York, a lot of showers and thunderstorms, Denver to Baltimore on I-70, some wet weather, Syracuse to Knoxville on I-81, look for wet weather as well and some severe storms. We've got this heat dome right now, jet stream riding up over that and for today under that dome, another day of dangerous heat and humidity doesn't really let up until sometime over the weekend. And because of around this dome, we've got what we call this ring of fire, zones of storms that circle this high pressure area. And so for today into this evening, 24 million people at risk from Scott City, Kansas City, St. Louis, Knoxville, Chattanooga, damaging winds, hail, tornadoes possible tomorrow, St. Louis, Nashville under the gun, a wider area, 35 million people, possible tornadoes, damaging winds and hail. And Sunday, mid-Atlantic into the Ohio River Valley, 40 million people at risk for dangerous weather, wind gusts, tornadoes and hail. So again, a lot of severe weather going on as we go into the July 4th weekend, guys. All right. Much to watch there, Al. Thank you. There is major focus on the Supreme Court again this morning. Justices handing down the final decisions of the term. Reaction pouring into yesterday's historic ruling, striking down race-based college admissions programs. NBC senior legal correspondent Laura Jarrett is here with more. Laura, good morning. Savannah, good morning to you. It's a decision that had been a long time in the making, and when it finally hit, the reaction was swift. Among colleges and universities all across the country, both public and private, among those in admissions, and of course, among students. A watershed moment on race in higher education. I think this is a huge step back. But can now rejoice over the fact that at least our kids can be judged based on their achievements and merits alone. A sharply divided Supreme Court dealing a major blow to using race as a criteria in college admissions. A 6-3 conservative majority finding Harvard and the University of North Carolina violated the law, writing the schools unavoidably employ race in a negative manner, involve racial stereotyping, and lack meaningful endpoints. President Biden condemning the ruling and the high court itself. Is this a rogue court? This is not a normal court. The justices offering dramatically different views of the role of race in America. Justice Sotomayor delivering a blistering dissent from the bench for nearly 20 minutes, ending by quoting MLK Jr., we shall overcome. But Edward Bloom, the conservative activist behind the lawsuits against the schools, praised the ruling. These obligations compel the removal of all racial and ethnic classification boxes from undergraduate and postgraduate application forms. As for what schools can do, the high court provided something of a roadmap, saying they may consider student essays about the impact of race on one's life, be it through discrimination, inspiration, or otherwise. A suggestion drawing pushback. What if you're a black student who doesn't want to talk about the fact that you are a descendant of slaves? Other schools may opt to end legacy admissions, prioritize first-generation college students, or phase out standardized testing. We will comply with the court's decision, but it does not change our values. For now, more questions than answers about what this decision means in practice. 
As for how the public feels about all of this, well, a lot depends on how the question is asked. A recent NBC News poll found that more than half of Americans support affirmative action as long as no quotas are used. But that changes when the question specifically asks about race and ethnicity in admissions processes. There, the public is broadly against it, guys. People are going to be pouring over this decision literally for decades. So it, it doesn't outright ban any mention of race in the college admissions process, but it comes pretty close. And it's it's, the question, I guess, is how is it workable? Because what the court says is, you know, you can still write about race or as a matter of you know how you got here, your inspiration, if you want to. Well, what are colleges supposed to do with that? I think the best way to think about it, if you have a kid that is applying to school this fall, you can submit an essay and describe how race impacts your life. But you're not going to check that box for your race anymore. Already, the Common App has said they're going to hide that information from schools so that schools can't be accused of taking race into account anymore. You know, we always say the Supreme Court late, waits to the last day to turn in its homework. There are two big cases that we're expecting to be uh, ruled on today. One of them has to do with the Colorado wedding website designer who did not want to design websites for gay couples. This is a First Amendment free speech case. And she hasn't actually made any websites yet, but she says, I fear fines and, and like trouble under the Colorado law that says if you're a public accommodation, which means your business is open to everybody, you have to serve everybody. You can't discriminate. So she says that law on the books affects my free speech rights because I only want to make the websites for obviously for uh, not for same sex couples. Now, we'll see what the justices say about this. But the important thing will be to see how do they distinguish between her as an artist and say a wedding caterer or a florist. Where is the line? That's what we're going to have to watch for. How do you draw that line? Okay, Laura, we'll be with you later today. Thank you so much. We have another major story we're covering this morning. That verdict tied to the Parkland school shooting. A Florida jury clearing the former school security officer who stayed outside during the deadly 2018 rampage at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. NBC's Ann Thompson joins us now with this. Hey, Annie, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. It took the jury 19 hours over four days to reach its decision. Scott Peterson faced up to 96 years in prison, but this morning he is free and some of the victims' families are speaking out about the verdict. The not guilty verdict brought a release of emotion. The defendant is not guilty. Both from Scott Peterson, the school resource officer at the Parkland, Florida High School, who has been criticized for failing to enter the school and confront the shooter in 2018 when 17 people were killed. Got my life back. And from victims' parents, like Tony Montalto, who lost his 14-year-old daughter, Gina. Clearly, when it came time, Deputy Peterson turned tail and ran. Overnight, Peterson spoke exclusively to our South Florida station, NBC6 News. It's just every day, you know, every day it's just a, uh, a constant reminder of that shooting. The now 60-year-old Peterson was a Broward County Sheriff's deputy who prosecutors charged with child neglect, negligence and perjury. Peterson was accused of taking cover for more than 45 minutes before the killer was apprehended. He was also accused of refusing to investigate the source of the gunshots and directed other law enforcement who arrived on scene to remain 500 feet away from the building. Scott Peterson chose not to enter, knowing that those shots were being fired and at every time the trigger was being pulled, one of his students was down. The defense arguing Peterson did what he could, not knowing where the bullets were coming from. He stands there, vulnerable as you can be, risking his life, and gets on the radio 
and yell shots fired because every second does matter. Though Peterson did not take the stand in his own defense, he did tell Savannah in 2018 his conscience is clear. You were the one person there early enough who was armed who could have done something. How does that sit with you? I'm never going to get over this, you know. Those were my kids. You know, I was there to protect those kids. For Manuel Oliver, who lost his 17-year-old son, Joaquin, Peterson failed his family. I'm going back to my life. That's what he said, which is something that Joaquin will never be able to say. Now, after Parkland, police response to school shootings and mass shootings have gained even more scrutiny with both Uvalde and Nashville. According to an analysis by The Washington Post, more than 350,000 students, think about that, 350,000 students have experienced gun violence at school since Columbine. That number is just staggering when you think about it. Sickening. Yeah, sickening. Yeah. Thanks, Annie. And thank you. We have a lot more to get to, including what will be a pivotal day in Hollywood. The Writers Guild remains on strike. And now members of the Screen Actors Guild could be just hours away from joining them. Some of Hollywood's biggest stars preparing to hit the picket line. If a deal is not reached with TV and movie studios, NBC's Kaylee Hartung's on the story from Los Angeles and the potential impact on all those shows and films we love to watch, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, Savannah. So the Screen Actors Guild in the studios have until midnight tonight to avoid what would be the first actor strike in more than 20 years. And with a second work stoppage now looming over Hollywood, more projects may be forced to call cut. This morning, Hollywood is bracing for another hit. 59 days after television and film writers went on strike, the Screen Actors Guild may now do the same. I feel like the whole town supports the writers. I think they're going to hang strong, and it's really important. It affects all of us, and we stand with them. Its contract with the alliance that represents movie and TV studios, including NBC Universal, is set to expire tonight at midnight. SAG Actors um, president Fran Drescher spoke about the, the negotiations here on Today. We've been in it for weeks now with great hope that we'll be able to arrive at a, um, a an equitable agreement. I, we're not going to uh, settle. Her comments come after Deadline reported more than a 1,000 actors, including A-listers like Meryl Streep, Joaquin Phoenix, and Jennifer Lawrence, signed a letter to union leaders saying they are prepared to strike, adding this is not a moment to meet in the middle. This is the power of celebrity. We are the top, top talent, the, the highest paid people in Hollywood, but we are willing to strike and say, no, we are not going to compromise. Among the actors' demands, higher pay, more residuals from streaming, and protection against the misuse of AI. CGI technology is already used regularly, like in The Irishman, de-aging Robert De Niro, and in Furious 7 to bring back the late Paul Walker. Failure to reach a deal could compound the work stoppage that has paused production on top TV shows and movies. Season 4 of Emily in Paris, the Batman spinoff series The Penguin, and the final season of Stranger Things are all already on hold. Now streamers like Netflix are even leaning into South Korean shows to fill the void. And networks are replacing scripted series with game shows and reality TV. Still, in a world without new scripts and actors on screen, more behind-the-scenes drama may be coming soon. 
There's also a possibility that the actors in the studios buy some time and agree to an extension before tonight's deadline. How long that would last is still up in the air, but if a strike does happen, it could be bad news for the summer movie season. Actors wouldn't be able to promote their movies, and upcoming blockbusters like Mission Impossible, Barbie, and Oppenheimer could take a hit at the box office. Savannah. Okay. Plot thickens there. Kaylee, thank you. All right. 719. Let's turn it over to Mr. Roker. Check of the weather. Hey, Al. Okay. We've got that record warmth down through the Gulf into Texas. Smoky conditions still in the northeast, mid-Atlantic state. Severe storms in the plains. And we are seeing a developing heat wave along the west coast. And that is your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Coming up, we are diving into what's being called the summer of nostalgia. Indiana Jones back on the big screen. Games, toys, and fashions from our childhood. Oh, my gosh. Is that the Furby? Yep. We'll take a closer look at why what is old is suddenly new again. Plus, are you guys on Timu? It is one of the most popular apps in the country. It offers shoppers bargain bin prices. But the question is, does it come with a hidden cost? Mm. You'll definitely want to see the results of our investigation. But first, this is Today on NBC. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. Okay, we're going to have a great morning ahead, obviously. And speaking of fun, we are heading into the holiday weekend, of course, and what some are calling the summer of nostalgia. Okay, well, it kicks off with Indiana Jones back on the big screen today. And it's not just movies. We're talking fashion toys, so much more. NBC News Now anchor Joe Fryer always loves to walk down memory lane. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is expected to rake in about 65 million bucks domestically this holiday weekend. So you can head to the theater with a fanny pack around your waist, a scrunchie in your hair, and truly bring that nostalgia to life. Harrison Ford, now in his 80s, bringing back the 80s. His beloved Indiana Jones is swinging into theaters again four decades after the franchise's first flick. Earlier this year, we told Savannah no one had to beg him to do it. I'd always wanted to see Indiana Jones at the end of his career, towards the end of his life, when everything catches up to him. 
This summer, he'll be joined at the box office by childhood icon Barbie and real-life icon Tom Cruise. He returns in a couple weeks with another Mission Impossible, just one year after he brought back the 80s with the top movie of 2022, Top Gun Maverick. All of it prompted Axios to dub this the Summer of Nostalgia. Audiences already got a springtime appetizer, the biggest film of the year so far, grossing more than half a billion bucks domestically, is Super Mario Brothers, based on the classic Nintendo video game. I think the fact that Super Mario Brothers did so well is in large part because of the nostalgia factor. In pretty much every case this summer, the characters that are being resuscitated from decades ago are ones that are truly beloved. You could say the past is now our present, on the big screen and beyond. I mean, who would have thought the lovable purple blob Grimace would not only make a comeback, but spark a viral milkshake trend, or that we'd see the return of 80s fashion or 90s fashion. These waves of yearning are often generated by Gen Z, considered the most nostalgic generation. One survey found 15% of them would rather think about the past instead of the future. And there's more to come. The Furby, so popular in the 90s it was nearly impossible to find, will return to store shelves next month. And how about this classic? A new electric version of the DeLorean is reportedly in the works. Though these days, instead of going back to the future, it seems the future will keep taking us back. As much as we love these TV and movie revivals, reboots, and sequels, a recent survey did find that a majority of people, 56%, think there are too many unoriginal things to watch. I guess we'll get a measure of how people really feel this weekend with the return of Indiana Jones. Back to y'all. Mm-hmm. Who needs yes. who needs new who needs when the original is so good? <laughs> Just ask Al Roker. That's right. As Sala says, give him hell, Indiana Jones! Uh, you were grinning through that whole piece. Oh, yeah. It's a, <laughs> right up your alley. That's, that's my sweet spot. <laughs> that is. All right, coming up, guys, we're going to set the stage for a history-making NASCAR race this holiday weekend. Downtown Chicago is where it's going to take place. We're there with a live look at how the city streets are being transformed for a one-of-a-kind event. But first, Vicky's taking a closer look at what's quickly becoming one of the world's hot new shopping apps. Good morning and happy Friday. It is the shopping app that's taking social media by storm. So we tried Timu to learn more about the deals and also how the app works. But you'll want to hear what privacy experts say before you buy. That's next right here on Today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
Welcome back this morning on In-Depth Today, an exclusive look at a shopping app that has taken the country in Chanel Jones' mm-hmm. house by My storm. My house, <laughs> absolutely. And you know why? Because it feels like the prices are almost too good to be true. So, of course, the question, is there a hidden cost? Well, NBC's Vicky Wynn is on the case. Uh, she's here with everything we need to know. Hey, hey good morning, ladies. Yeah, Timu is billed as the TikTok of shopping. It's interactive. It's engaging. It's designed to keep you coming back for more. But our investigation discovered the app appeared to break Apple's privacy policy by collecting some user data without user consent. After we shared our findings, Apple asked Timu to fix the app or risk being removed from the app store. This morning, our report resulting in action with Timu making big privacy changes to its app. It's the shopping app at the top of the Google Play and Apple app stores, Timu. It's a new like Amazon type like service where you get crazy deals on stuff. Getting rave reviews on social media. I got about 12 pieces of makeup for 30 ish dollars. What? I got them on Timu, baby, for $14. So how does it work? Well, I just downloaded the Timu app and instantly it's giving me a countdown clock for free shipping. The race is on and it's easy to see why it's so popular. Here's a makeup palette similar to the one made by Urban Decay. That one normally sells for $25 to $50. On Timu, it's only five bucks. Wow, a hundred different colors of embroidery thread for just $3.68. So you got Bluetooth ear pods. They look like the ones made by Apple, but these are only eight bucks. And look at this. Wow, there are full on wedding gowns for sale for 20 to 30 bucks. Timu says it's able to offer these deals because you're ordering directly from manufacturers, mostly in China, which is why it took two weeks for my packages to arrive. Everything is there, and although the quality isn't the greatest, it's not bad. Well, it's no Vera Wang, but it was under 30 bucks. In total, I got all of this, 20 items, for $251. Patrick Jackson with internet security company Disconnect says those deals could come at a cost. I think the big problem uh, with the Timu app is users may have a false sense of um, privacy. We asked him to analyze how the app works. He discovered that on iPhones, Timu was collecting common types of data, including what kind of device you use and your phone carrier. Patrick, when you opened the Timu app and looked at what it was tracking about us, what did you find? So I found it collecting uh, various data points, but the one that concerned me the most was uh, the IP addresses. Think of an IP address as a unique identifier for your computer or phone. Jackson says Timu was able to track consumers even if they told it not to and even when they were not using the app. He doesn't know what they were doing with those IP addresses, but they potentially enabled Timu to link to even more personal information, such as a shopper's browsing and location history, sexual orientation and political affiliation. We asked Timu about that and they didn't respond. In a statement to NBC News, Timu says we are committed to the privacy and security of our users. The information is solely for enhancing our service and we do not sell it for money. The collection of IP is a common practice in the industry and is fully disclosed and clearly stated in our privacy policy. We comply strictly with App Store rules on user information. But after we shared the results of our investigation, Apple said Timu was in violation of their app tracking transparency policy but didn't specify how. They gave Timu 14 days to fix the app or be removed from the app store. Nine days after we reached out to Apple, Timu updated the app and Jackson says they are no longer collecting IP addresses. They also made significant changes to their Apple privacy disclosure to inform users they are able to link them to more data. The merchandise that they sell is inexpensive to a fault. It's dirt cheap. 
which customers seem to love. Mark Cohen, a professor at Columbia Business School, says consumers may not have realized that these rock bottom deals came with a different price tag, their privacy. We are hardwired to look for deals, bargains, cheap things. It gets our attention. He says users should be aware what they're trading when shopping online. I know. Now, we did ask Apple if they were aware of the Timu policy violations before we reached out, but both Apple and Timu have not responded to our repeated requests for comment since that app update. Now, Jackson says he was unable to analyze the Android version of the Timu app. We reached out to Google. A spokesperson there said they take privacy seriously, but they wouldn't tell us if the Timu Google app has violated their policies. So... It's good to know. Wow. So what if you want those deals, but obviously you don't want to worry about, you know, risking your personal data and your private information? The safer way to shop is through the browser, meaning just go to Timu.com. This is not unique to Timu. All websites are collecting a little bit less information than when you're in the app for that particular mm-hmm. retailer. That's a whole nother ecosphere of data points about you. And by the way, we actually asked Patrick Jackson to analyze Amazon and Sheen just so we could see what the comparable mm-hmm. results might be. He said they were collecting far less user data than Team really? was wow. since that update. Yeah. It's a very good story. I love it when Vicky gets something in her craw. Just, I know. Vicky's opening just... up a can of whoop, you know what? <laughs> you know, like, imagine yeah. you're this website and yeah. it's like, it's Vicky Wynn calling. Well, I'd be like this. Thank you, Vicky. Yeah. Thank you, Vicky. All right, yes. let's turn our focus to the all-important weekend forecast. Hey, Al. Well, when she opens up that can to save money, it's the generic store version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are looking she for smoky it. conditions in the Atlantic states and northeast. Great Lakes, severe storms in the central plains. Heat waves starting to develop out west. And that's your latest weather. Oh. Al, you're about to see the best story you'll probably see all year. Look at this sweet miracle baby right oh. here. She came to this loving couple in the most delightful and unexpected way. It is a story that will grab your heart. You do not want to to, to miss this, and we'll tell it in just a bit. All right, baby Zoe, we'll be right with you. But first, the joy and excitement of a little boy doing something he has never, ever done before. Our boost is coming up next. Back with Carson Daly. We got our morning boost for us. Carson, here we go. This morning we got a fish story, but this one, this one's legit. So take a look at a young boy named West and what he reeled in. I got a big one. That's cute. That's oh cool. my gosh. That's adorable. By the way, the oh. yelling goes on forever. It is beautiful. He, that's the first fish, a large mouth bath bass on Lake on Lake in Maine, and thanks to his aunt Maggie, oh. who documented that precious moment. That's his first fish he ever caught. Beautiful. Like, it's a wow. big one. I think he's hooked. What a smile. Good news, Cody. Thank what you for that. All right, guys. Still coming up, we've got a trailer. For a popular show that's teasing yet more new music and Taylor Swift. Wow. Wow. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.